Here, the use of the verb pavet, which is in the imperative mood, tells us that this certainly must be done. Non-compliance would be abandonment of duty, purport. This is imperative. This imperative is applicable to pure devotees. Neophytes will be able to understand these affairs only after being elevated by regulated devotional service under the expert guidance of the spiritual master. Then they too will be competent to hear of the love affairs of Radha and Krishna. As long as one is in material conditioned life, strict discipline is required in the matter of moral and immoral activities. The absolute world is transcendental and free from such distinctions because there is an ibrity, because there an inebriety is not possible. But in this material world, a sexual appetite necessitates distinction between moral and immoral conduct. There are no sexual activities in the spiritual world. The transactions between lover and beloved in the spiritual world are pure transcendental love and unadulterated bliss. One who has not been attracted by the transcendental beauty of rasa will certainly be dragged down into material attraction. Thus, to act in material contamination and progress to the darkest region of hellish life. But, by understanding the conjugal love of Radha and Krishna, one is freed from the grip of attraction to material so-called love between man and woman. Similarly, one who understands the pure parental love of Nanda and Yashoda for Krishna will be saved from being dragged into material parental affection. If one accepts Krishna as the supreme friend, the attraction of material friendship will be finished for him and he will not be dismayed by so-called friendship with mundane wranglers. If he is attracted by servitorship to Krishna, he will no 
longer have to serve the material body in the degraded status of material existence, with the false hope of becoming master in the future. Similarly, one who sees the greatness of Krishna in neutrality will certainly never again seek the so-called relief of impersonalist or voidist philosophy. If one is not attracted by the transcendental nature of Krishna, one is sure to be attracted to material enjoyment. Thus, to become implicated in the clinging network of virtuous and sinful activities and to continue material existence by transmigrating from one body to another. Only in Krishna consciousness can one achieve the highest perfection of life. Evancha jaite Krishna pratyakarana asura samhara sasti asura samhara anusanga prayojana imata chaitanya Krishna puna bhagavan juga dharma prapartana desires are the fundamental reason for Krishna's appearance, whereas destroying the demons is only an incidental necessity. So for Sri Krishna Chaitanya, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, promulgating the dharma of the age is incidental. some reason, Jabe, when, Hoila, there was, Avatare, in incarnation, Mano, inclination, Jugadharma, for the religion of the age, Kala, the time, Hoila, there was, Shekale, at that time, Milana, conjunction, When the Lord desired to appear for another reason, the time for promulgating the religion of the age also arose. the Lord appeared with his devotees and tasted the nectar of prema with the congregational chanting of the holy name. Kirtan, even among the untouchables, he wore a wreath 
of the holy name and prema with which he garlanded the entire world. by submitting that Lord Chaitanya was more magnanimous than any other avatar of Krishna because he was distributing love of Krishna. His mission was to enhance love of Godhead. In the human form of life, the highest achievement is to attain the platform of love of Godhead. Lord Chaitanya did not invent a system of religion as people sometimes assume. Religious systems are meant to show the existence of God, who is then generally approached as the cosmic order supplier. But Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's transcendental mission is to distribute love of Godhead to everyone. Anyone who accepts God as the Supreme can take to the process of chanting Hare Krishna and become a lover of God. Therefore, Lord Chaitanya is the most magnanimous. This munificent broadcasting of devotional service is possible only for Krishna himself. Therefore, Lord Chaitanya's Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna has taught the philosophy of surrender to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One who has surrendered to the Supreme make further progress by learning to love him. Therefore, the Krishna Consciousness Movement propagated by Lord Chaitanya is especially meant for those who are cognizant of the presence of the Supreme Godhead, the ultimate controller of everything. His mission is to teach people how to dovetail themselves into engagements of transcendental loving service. He is Krishna teaching his own service from the position of a devotee. The Lord's acceptance of the role of a devotee in the eternal form of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is another of the Lord's wonderful features. A conditioned soul cannot reach the absolute personality of Godhead by his imperfect endeavor. And therefore, it is wonderful that Lord Sri Krishna in the form of Lord Gauranga has made it easy for everyone to approach him. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Swarup Goswami has described Lord Chaitanya as Krishna himself with the attitude of Radharani, or a combination of Radha and Krishna. The intention of Lord Chaitanya is to taste Krishna's sweetness in transcendental love. He does not care to think of himself as Krishna because he wants the position of Radharani. We should remember this. 
a class of so-called devotees called the Nadia Nagaris or Gaura Nagaris pretend that they have this sentiment of gopis toward Lord Chaitanya, but they do not realize that he placed himself not as the enjoyer of Krishna, but as the enjoyed, the devotee of Krishna. The concoctions of unauthorized persons pretending to be bona fide have not been accepted by Lord Chaitanya. Presentations such as those of the Gauda Nagaris are only disturbances to the sincere execution of the mission of Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya is undoubtedly Krishna himself and he, has all, he is always non-different from Srimati Radharani. But the emotion technically called Vipralam Bhavava, which Lord Chaitanya adopted, which the Lord adopted for confidential reasons, should not be disturbed in the name of service. A mundaner should not unnecessarily intrude into affairs of, transcendent, of transcendence and thereby displease the Lord. One must always be on guard against this sort of devotional anomaly. A devotee is not meant to create disturbances to Krishna. As Srila Rupa Goswami has explained, devotional service is anakulyena, or favorable to Krishna. Acting unfavorably toward Krishna is not devotion. Kamsa was the enemy of Krishna. He always thought of Krishna, but he thought of him as an enemy. One should always avoid such unfavorable so-called service. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Lord Chaitanya has accepted the role of Radharani, and we should support that position as Swarup Damodar did in the Kambira, the room where Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stayed in Puri. He always reminded Lord Chaitanya of Radha's feelings of separation as they are described in Srimad Bhagavatam. And Lord Chaitanya appreciated his assistance. But the Godanagaris who placed Lord Chaitanya in the position of enjoyer and themselves as his enjoyed are not approved by Lord Chaitanya or by Lord Chaitanya's followers. Instead of being blessed, the foolish imitators are left completely apart. Their concoctions are against the the principles of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The doctrine of transcendental enjoyment by Krishna cannot be mixed up with the doctrine of transcendental feeling of separation from Krishna in the role of Radharani. Dasya Sakya Vatsalya Krishna, 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 
and similar pastimes are eternally exhibited in Braj in Goloka Vrindavan, where Parakya Ras is ever existent. In the third chapter of this epic, Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami has explicitly accepted the fact that Krishna appears in this material world at the end of the Dwapara age, at the 28th Chaturayuga of Vaidaswatumanu, and brings with him his Vrajadam, which is the eternal abode of his highest pastimes. As the Lord appears by his own internal potency, so he also brings all his paraphernalia by the same internal potency, without extraneous help. It is further stated here in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that the Parakya sentiment exists only in that transcendental realm and nowhere else. This highest form of ecstasy can exist only in the most confidential part of the transcendental world. But by the causeless mercy of the Lord, we can have a peep into that invisible rush. The transcendental mellow relished by the gopis in Vraj is super excellently featured in Srimati Radharani, mature assimilation of the transcendental humor of conjugal love is represented by Srimati Radharani, whose feelings are incomprehensible even to the Lord himself. The intensity of her love, the intensity of her loving service is the highest form of ecstasy. No one can surpass Srimati Radharani in relishing the qualities of the Lord through this supreme transcendental mellow. Therefore, the Lord himself agreed to assume the position of Radharani in the form of Lord Sri Goranga. He then relished the highest position of Parakiras as exhibited in the transcendental abode of Raja. Of Raja. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare
Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Dennis and Karina, Hare Krishna. Thank you for joining us all the way from Germany. So nice to see you here. You've written here in the question box about the statement from Srila Prabhupada you read at the end of Japa. What is meant with making a farce? And what is the difference between trying to reach this stage and making a farce? Well, it's a very subtle point, but be real and genuine. The word sincere comes from a word that means without wax. Because when marble came into fashion for buildings, the best marble 
was sold at the highest price and the best marble had no cracks in it. But some unscrupulous merchants would take inferior marble and they'd fill it with colored wax so it looked like it was superior marble and then they'd sell it at the high price. And when it got hot later on, the wax would come out and everyone could see that it was a farce. So the idea of sincerity is to practice at the level you're at now to the best of your ability. Sve sve adhikariya nishta saguna parikirtita vipariyatu doshasad ubariyo evanishtaya. It's a fixed principle that you should act according to your adhikari to practice devotional service. Don't try to imitate others. Also, don't try to pretend to be more advanced than you are. There's a saying in Bengal that don't drink water underwater on a fast day. So everyone's fasting and it can become a prestigious exhibition that, oh, I'm fasting. I'm very advanced. But then the person actually can't fast fully from water. So he goes to the river to take a bath, goes underneath the water and drinks water then because he thinks nobody's watching me. This is a farce. So we have to, um, also in the context of what Prabhupada was speaking about this farce, to take up the practice, but have no intention of actually following the rules and regulations, just going on willy-nilly, doing what one wants, but then chanting Hare Krishna and pretending to be advanced. So one should be sincere and do the best one can, that one can. Sri Madhava Mahotsava Prabhu said, regarding the danger of concoctions, is the reading of esoteric literatures of the Goswamis, like for example, Lalita Madhava, instead of trying to simply absorb Srila Prabhupada's books over the course of one's lifetime, a misunderstanding of Srila Prabhupada's mission. It seems that Srila Prabhupada and other Acharyas were careful regarding recommending Paramahamsa books. Hi. Can one achieve prema simply by chain reading Srila Prabhupada's books and serving Krishna based on their instructions or is one expected to read Goswami books as well after a certain amount of practice? Yes, I, I like your idea of chain reading Srila Prabhupada's books and serving Krishna based on the instructions. It's a, it's a good proposal. Um, it's true that the Acharyas like Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, our Srila Prabhupada, were cautious about introducing topics that were not understandable to the level of the devotee at which he or she was practicing. Fact is, if you assimilate what Srila Prabhupada's given by going deeply within his books and chain reading them, you'll find that they're a lot deeper than you might have thought.
and the the uh, endeavor to read them very deeply uh, reveals this. Otherwise, one may think, oh, I'll try to read other things in order to become more advanced than everybody else. But first assimilate what Prabhupada's given. And you'll find that within the Chaitanya Charitabrita, for example, the esoteric teachings of rasa are also present in the Nectar of Devotion. If you read that again and again and get a foundational understanding of the science of rasa and simultaneously go on serving and chanting and go through the process of anarta nivritti come to the stage of nishta being fixed in mind and then ruchi having a taste asakti which means you have no other consideration except krishna consciousness the mind's fully attached and bhava bhava is a stage at which a ray of the internal energy appears within the heart and the heart becomes soft and there one begins to realize krishna's nam rup guna and lila within the heart within one's own heart so this is the recommended process and bhagavatam describes how by hearing shrimad bhagavatam which we have and all the other information that's giving us sambandha gyan we're, we're equipped for this Shringara Ras Devi Dasi. My question is about Bhagavad Gita verse 17.5 about the austerity of speech. Lord Krishna gives us the guidelines for our speech. It should be truthful, pleasing, and beneficial. With our conditioned nature and false ego in our day-to-day -day life, how do we know about the truthfulness of our speech? Personally, for me, Pleasing speech is a very big struggle, specifically with people who are close to me. When the urge to speak, especially in anger, is very strong at that time, it is very hard for me to have pleasing speech. Kindly guide me how to develop pleasing speech. You have to practice. That's why it's an austerity. The inclination isn't there, so it wouldn't be an austerity if you didn't have the inclination to speak angry words so you have to be careful it makes a difference what you say when you voice something it's creative the words come out and they start to take a physical form and they have implications speaking matters so krishna is just asking you to amend your speech think about it before you speak truthful pleasing conditioned nature and false ego how do we know what truthfulness of our speech well look within yourself before you speak oftentimes the mind becomes devious and says oh i know the truth but i'll say something else but just try saying the truth instead i mean we know what the truth is if it's six say six if it's six don't say eight and if somebody says, your spouse says, uh, did you take that book off the stand? Like, no, I didn't do it. 
but you did. Don't don't lie. Oh, what a tangled we web we weave when we at first we practice to deceive. It's very implicating lying. There, there's yamas and niyamas, do's and don'ts. There's also Ten Commandments in, in the Old Testament. Five yamas, five niyamas, ten. Ten Commandments, Bible. Means you have to actually become a decent person <laughs> before you can enter into deeper topics be connected with God. You have to be truthful. He's all truthful. So practice these things in your life. It's actually ecstatic. Having some guidelines to practice truthfulness, for instance, is really wonderful. It, it's, it's exciting to notice the difference between what my tongue wants to say and what I should actually say. And then if you can get a victory and actually say the truth, then there isn't this cognitive dissonance that causes so much anxiety. That's why the yamas and niyamas are there because if there's cognitive dissonance, could you look that up please, Avantika? If there's cognitive dissonance, then it's very difficult to concentrate the mind. So practice, practice telling the truth. And uh, when anger comes, do what your mother said. Because if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Didn't she say that? Listen to your mama. Where's our cognitive dissonance? Um, cognitive dissonance means the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. Ooh, one more time. Cognitive dissonance is the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. Yeah. So we should be, our speech should be aligned with the highest principles of Dharma, tell the truth. <clears throat> of course, there's a kind of cognitive dissonance when we tell the truth because the mind's saying, why'd you do that? Now we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> but that's a better kind of cognitive dissonance. dissonance. Uh, Chitraleka Saki, a question. A friend asked me how to chant good quality japa. She is physically handicapped and is always extremely tired and sleepy because of her deteriorating physical condition. She struggles to focus on her japa and her mind is always distracted since her childhood. Please, how can I best help her? Well, one way that Krishna recommends becoming more attracted to the mantra is to study it. Hear about the potency of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. And the more that one has that clear understanding, Siddhanta Bulya Chitta Nakara Alash Iha Hoite Krishna Lagi Sudra Manash, the mind becomes 
more fixed and determined when you study the mantra and understand its potency. Everybody struggles with the mind because it's unruly and it's been that way for many lifetimes and yoga means to really control the mind. So it's a practice that everyone has to go through, have to really work at it. But the, res the result is that if one can fix one's mind on Krishna, then naturally, Vasudevi Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayojita Janya Yashivairagyam Gyanam Charyarahaitukam. All the perspective and knowledge that one needs to advance in devotional comes, devotional service comes. But that there are various conditions of life that we're going to go through sickness, health, and uh, especially if it's chronic, it's very difficult, but. The advice always is do the best you can with what you have now and try to regulate it. Find a period of time that at least you can do every day something. And from there, uh, there's possibility of advancing and getting more empowerment. So everyone should do what do the best they can and try to increase a little bit at a time if possible. Also have good association. It's much easier to stay fixed if you can find some association. Like this morning when we chanted together, because we're all together in one place, no one thinks, oh, let me go off and do something else right now. It's like, hey, where'd you go? <laughs> you stay here, stay in association, and it's much easier to uh, focus. But my heart goes out. I mean, it's very difficult. Uh, when the body's not cooperating, obviously. And those, when we're in such a condition, it gives an opportunity for us to just find a space uh, in time when we can actually do what we can and then try to increase it. Reflection from Anandamayi Radha Devi Dasi. I attended this session for the first time and I found this method of reading CC with Madanga very innovative and attractive. Thank you. I would really like to continue attending. Please continue to attend. Thank you very much for being here. Vaikuntha Nayaka Prabhu, all the way from South India. This is follow-up question on your answer on sincerity. You cautioned against imitation and advised on doing the services as per our capacity. However, it is it is not possible to get into a is it not possible to get into a complacent mood with this? My understanding is that only if we push ourselves beyond our capacity does our capacity grow and spiritual strength increases. So how do we have a balance between working as per our capacity and pushing ourselves beyond our comfort zone? Well, that's always in any practice we are fighting against complacency and plateaus. That's why there's this interesting word, niyamagraha, that has two meanings. One is don't stop doing it, and the other one is don't do it with complacency. Complacency, that is. Don't, don't do it just for the sake of doing it. 
but make sure you're leaning into it. So if you find your, if you find yourself on a plateau, then try to go deeper into the holy name or increase the, the, the amount that you're chanting or both. And it also helps again to have good association. Because when you get around those who are moving at a faster rate, then we get carried along. We also see that, oh, I'm not going so fast. If you're the smartest one in the room, you're in the wrong room. Prem Sarovra, is Lilamrita recommended as a mandatory reading as well to understand Prabhupada's life? What is the meaning of mandatory? Avantika, please. We'll check and see if it's mandatory. Give us the exact definition. I mean, the two, the phraseology here, recommended as mandatory, are, seems a little contradictory because if somebody's recommending, so oh, I just recommend it, and on the other side, it's mandatory. <laughs> I recommend that you make it mandatory. What does it mean? Avantika? Can't hear you. Somebody's got her muted. You have to unmute Avantika because here we're allowed, everyone's allowed to unmute. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Mandatory means required by law or rules, compulsory. Add an emoji, please. Um, so it comes from late Latin, mandatum, and then it became mandatarius. And then but what, is the, what do those words mean in Latin? Um, it doesn't say, let me look. You have to look in the etymological dictionary. Okay. Thank you. Mandate. Look up mandate. Uh, look in man. Click on mandate. The red mandate. A command, judicial or legal order, from Middle French mandat, and directly from Latin mandatum, commission, command, order. Mandari, to order, commit to one's charge. Man means hand, like manual. Uh, is it mandatory? I think it's a good idea. I go more with the side that it's highly recommended than it's mandatory. I mean, if you'd like, we can make it mandatory. It's a good idea. Highly recommended. Two, are the residents of Nadia Nagari called Sahajyas? Uh, the Nagaris, not Nadia Nagari. Nagaris? Uh, not residents. It's a, it's a class, it's a philosophy, a group of people, not Nadia Nagaris called sahajas because they practice prakritya sahaja parakya ras which is not recommended in the material world no it's this is what Prabhupada said they treat chaitanya mahaprabhu as 
a as if he were Krishna and they try to enter into this conjugal rasa with him but he's here as one being enjoyed by Krishna that's his mood so it's a disturbance to his mood Bhakta Amit Hare Krishna could you provide some strategies we can adopt to converge our occupational duties work to Krishna consciousness uh, one strategy is that um, you tithe give a portion of your your income when you work if you give some money to something a cause in Krishna consciousness that's helping to expand the movement then that's a very potent way a lot of religious groups do that and Prabhupada recommended it for householders and if you do that then you'll naturally your mind will be more engaged in seeing how your work is connected that's one way that's very helpful you can also use your position as a doctor to uh, get some kind of uh, attention in other words if you have doctor in your title you could also wear a white jacket and a stethoscope around your neck and then do a video everyone will listen to what you have to say because you're a doctor I mean the fact is if you're educated you have some title and you preach Krishna consciousness you can use that dovetail it say hi I'm a doctor and this is what I believe in you can also use analogies from your work to illustrate the process of Krishna consciousness for instance I'm a I'm not really a, a gardener by any stretch of the term at least I'm not very good at it but the last few classes I gave in corporate I talked about I used the gardening metaphor I tried to extend the metaphor and people appreciate it you know use something that you're good at that you know about and then explain it make a connection Krishna consciousness so that you can um, educate people about the principles and that can be very effective nice question Shingararas. if I have permission then I have a follow-up question about truthfulness due to our limitations with with four defects we may not necessarily be untruthful on purpose or intentionally how do we handle that kind of untruthfulness well read the Shastras and figure out what the truth is and then try to conform to that as in the Bhagavad Gita Krishna talks about the basic principles of how we should think and how we should act and what the truth is so you have to have some standard and the standard is the Shastra Aparagarangi a question can you elaborate how one's ashrama cannot an impediment in it cannot be an impediment in attending perfect and attaining perfection in devotional service I'm not sure I understand the question can you uh, tell me what you mean Aparagarangi Hare Krishna Maharaj please accept my respectful obeisances Maharaj my question was that a lot of people think that because they're grihasthas they cannot really become spiritually perfect or they cannot do how much the brahmacharis or the sannyasis can do but uh, I just wanted you to elaborate how being grihastha ashram could not be an impediment in attaining perfection in devotional service one word Nityananda 
He was a grahasta. Nobody more elevated than him. He's the, he's the guru of everyone. So he's a grahasta. The uh, ashramas are are meant to accommodate people's psychophysiological nature at particular stages in their life that has really nothing to do with spiritual advancement. Otherwise, why would have Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taken advice from Ramananda Roy or Sarvabhama Bhattacharya for that matter? All of Mahaprabhu's associates were grahastas, most, mostly they were grahastas, Prabhupada points out. It's really a, a, an important ashram to, to learn in because Krishna consciousness is applicable in all aspects of life. And when you're in the Grahasta ashram, it's a great austerity to learn to cooperate, learn to manage your worldly affairs alongside Krishna consciousness. When you learn how to do that, you can also become realized vidyam cha vidyam cha yas tadvedo bayam saha there's a way in which when you can do the two side by side you become very expert and part of that expertise is based on the fact that you see how everything is engageable in krishna's service everything can be transformed and as they say your mate is your mirror when we're able to co cooperate in that ashram you become very qualified for devotional service so every ashrama has a, a particular advantage. And the, the purpose, Prabhupada explains in the eighth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, is to give everyone a normal condition of life. Some people, for some people, sannyas ashram is a very normal condition of life. They feel natural in that. For other people, they feel very unnatural. So they should be in the grahasta ashram and feel normal and well situated. Because from there, when you're normal, when your mind and body are in a normal condition, then you can fight Maya and be very effective. If you're out of balance from that from the position of your uh, daily life, then how can you actually do anything effectively? So we can take example from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and all of his associates. They were in all different ashrams, but mostly the Grahasta ashram. And they are all effective. And I've seen people who are in the, who are in a brahmachari ashram who are dysfunctional, and they're in the brahmachari ashram because maybe they're antisocial. I mean, it's a great ashram. I spent 13 years in it, and I, I highly recommend everybody go in the brahmachari ashram for as long as possible. But I, I also have seen that that can also be a place where people don't uh, actually grow if they're not suited for it. So best to be where you're suited. The material condition externally has really nothing to do with your spiritual advancement. So we shouldn't conflate the two and think because of the ashram, I mean, I'm more advanced than other people. If you think that, then you're not very advanced anyway. Did that help, Aparagarangi? Yes, very much. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Thank you for your nice question. And look at it, it's Ankit. Uh, for the last question here today, Krishna being munificent, awarded Putana the position of a mother, even though she had an inimical attitude towards Krishna. She didn't have any favorable attitude and didn't render devotional service under his spiritual 
Master's guidance, our reading pointed out that spontaneous devotional service could be achieved by having a favorable attitude towards Krishna and learning and practicing under an expert spiritual master's guidance. This sounds contradictory. How she can get to a high-level position without going through the recommended scientific process, devotion, and still be able to, to manage, get in a high position. If she can get to that level by having an inimical attitude, then one can ask why devotees should work so hard to get to the same level of spontaneous devotion. Yeah, that uh, point comes up in the in the uh, seventh canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Prikshit Maharaj asks about this, and Shukadeva specifically answers that although some people who are directly in Krishna's lila and think of him inimically, uh, and then get benediction from him directly, um, still it's not devotional service because it's pratikul. It's not favorable. So he says, don't think that that's a, a way to actually make advancement. It's to become inimical towards Krishna. He specifically says that. Some in Krishna's Leela are very uh, fortunate that they come in contact with Krishna like Shishupal. He was inimical towards Krishna. At the last moment before his head was cut off, he appreciated Krishna's beauty and therefore he was liberated. And Putana's contact directly with Krishna, which shows, as the Lagu Bhagavatamrita points out, Rupa Goswami says, it's a special feature of Krishna that those who come in contact with him, no matter what their condition of life, they become liberated. But for generally, for everybody, the process is to be favorable. And part of being favorable means tadvidi pranipatina, except the spiritual master humbly apply your life to the process of Krishna consciousness and so forth. But there are obvious exceptions here, which are extraordinary. So don't try to apply the extraordinary to the ordinary and then generalize it. People do this oftentimes. That's uh, anything, Krishna can do anything, he can liberate anyone, and he does in certain circumstances, but then don't think you, that applies to you. For instance, there are certain people who don't go to, college don't even finish high school but then they do something extraordinary in life like they start a company it becomes really effective and they give a lot of money in charity and then they get an honorary degree have you all heard of this before there are certain people that have been given honorary degrees in big universities like i think opal winfrey got something like that maybe bill cosby but i think they took it back from him uh, you know, some university gives a degree and they they may not have gone to college. But don't then think, you know, if your parents say, why don't you study and say, I'm going to be like Oprah Winfrey. I'll just get an honorary degree and that, that'll be fine. Uh, don't think like that. I think that uh, I should go through every step uh, because how that these are exceptional cases. So don't think that I'm going to have be. Uh, one of the exceptional cases and also be killed by Krishna directly by being inimical. So Shukadeva Goswami says, don't do that. So now let's have our Guru Puja. I have a, um, I was requested to join a special meeting at 10. So I'll have the Guru Puja now and then um, 
when we're done, the whatever announcements and things, I may have to jump off at 10 o'clock and unfortunately may miss a few minutes of the, of the last parts of the class. But I thank everybody very much. It's been a, a really edifying morning here as autumn is uh, coming in and uh, there's uh, definite churnings going on in the world. And here we are all cozied up with the holy name, just chanting together and hearing as if uh, there's not a, a care in the world for us. Narayana Paraksarve Nakutashchana Bibyati Swarga Pavarga Narakeshu Apitur Yarta Darshana. Markets going up, markets going down, you still make a profit. Prabhupada said that's intelligence. So for devotees, they know the main investment is in hearing and chanting. No matter what's going on around us in the world, we take shelter. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's so important, isn't it? Isn't it amazing to hear about Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? And I mean, revisiting these purports where Prabhupada's talking, I mean, his language is so clear and direct and poetical and beautiful. By hearing this regularly, we understand why are we worshiping Lord Chaitanya? And it just gives so much impetus to, to like dedicate everything to the process of Sankirtan. All the other kind of world literature, so speculative and especially the crazy goings on in the world nowadays, you know, people screaming at each other and these kinds of things um, seem even more, uh, are become even more marginalized for us when we understand the sublimity of the process of Krishna consciousness given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Jai Om Vishnupad Paramahamsa all glorious assembled devotees. All glorious assembled devotees. All glorious assembled devotees. Gaur Premanande. Nitai Gora Hari Bol Hari Bol Hari Bol Nitai Gora Hari Not to the arm, Marman. Hey, not to the arm, Marman. Not to the arm, Marman. Not to the arm, Marman. Not to the arm, Marman.